0: Welcome to the
1: Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I am so happy to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and I've got a great show planned for you today. PlayUp.com, PlayUp Sportsbook, presents the Phil Nason Show, and we're thrilled to be partners with them. They have one of the best books around. It's available only in New Jersey and Colorado for the moment, but if you're in those states... Head on over to PlayUp.com and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. And speaking of best bets, Cash with Flash best bets. We're on a little bit of a heater, a two-day heater for a change with our free picks. But you can pick up all the major sports from the United States over there. We'll have our tennis packages up in about a week, and we're ready to go. That's CashWithFlash.com. Now, how did a street bookie turn into a seller and a handicapper? There's a lot to uncover today and we've got one of the best around please welcome john merges to the show what's happening dude hey
2: what's up buddy how you doing
1: i'm trying my best man how about you
2: (laughs) not too bad phil i was uh just had a little uh competition on the uh on the ipad over here sorry about that if we got that in the background but you know news is key in this business
1: you ain't lying there. And it's and it's an endless, endless struggle to get on top of things, isn't it?
2: Oh, struggle. Talking about struggles. This has been a fickle NFL year for me and college football. I'm down a few dollars. Uh, well, I see on Twitter you probably noticed. But, uh, you know, it's a grind and you just keep at it.
1: And that's what you do. You know, a lot of people think that sports betting – Is this instant lottery jackpot. It might be if you hit 12 on a parlay. But for the rest of us, it's a daily grind, and I don't want to hear about anything until you're finished
2: with the season. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, talking about uh, 12, 14-team parlays, I had three 14-teamers going, which is a little rare for me, but I was trying something different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I just have to say that none of them hit and uh they were the payoffs were $250,000 on a 14-teamer because I'm using the uh brand new Seminole app that by the way is still up for those in Florida that are that'll be listening um uh, they're saying that the app's been taken down but the app's still up and uh couple guys I know are still playing. Uh, actually, I have a few bucks in there. But, uh, no, it's been a grind this year. It's been tougher. One of my tougher seasons, and I'm not afraid to admit it, especially for the people that are new. You know, every day, more and more people. This, this business has grown exponentially over the last three years. I remember when gambling Twitter two years ago was um, myself and well, just maybe 25, 30, 40 guys. That was right. it. That's it. Now That's there's it. thousands.
1: Thousands, and a lot of them are anonymous. They don't talk about their losses. They're all 95% or better with a success rate, and I just kind of fade that. You know, um, When you look at this industry, I, I started in 2018 when the Supreme Court lifted its ruling, but on this show, this was a radio show on Armed Forces Radio, and because I was living in Greece where gambling, sports betting is legal, I was able to circumvent and circle around a lot of those things But uh, once it became a Supreme Court issue where they allowed the states to regulate those issues for themselves, that's when uh, all systems were go. And that's when gambling Twitter took off and everybody else, too. But guys like us, we've been doing it for years and years and years.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, talking about doing it for years, I started as as a young 17, 17 and a half year old guy. Knew some bookmakers, got the offer to say, "Hey, come on in the business," and um, it was it was a great start. But you know, that's when I came out of what I call the shadows. You know, I did this. You know, I was we were always looking behind our back and looking over our shoulders. Uh, you know, worried about the G as we call them, the feds, <laughs> right? You know, in Chicago. But um, you know, it was it, it was uh, not the glamorous business that it is now.
0: Guys it, it's like, glamorous man.
2: now. Um. Well, you know, it seems it like it if you watch glamour. Twitter. <laughs> it appears to be glamorous, Phil. I mean, people make it look like it's all uh, gold, silver, gold, and platinum. But you and I know better. I
1: surely do, and I try to avoid those types of folks. I've enjoyed some NFL success this year, though. I'm very excited. I started off like really bad first two weeks, right? And, and since week three. Forty three, sixteen, and one with six plus money
2: underdogs. I was going to guess thirty nine, sixteen, but you did have a good weekend. You had, did you have a four and one, three and two. You were this weekend because and I then, follow yep. you very closely. And then and Monday
1: so. we hit two with the first quarter Tampa Bay Bucks on this show, and I include the picks I make on this show in that because Cash with Flash is me technically. So uh, yeah, I went four and three, and I was very happy because it was ugly. You know, this season it's so hard to win every week. And I don't think most people – I know most sports bettors don't win every week. Now, you used to do a little bookmaking back in the day. Oh, yeah. Which is easier, being on this side of the fence or that side of the fence?
2: Oh, definitely (laughs) taking the bets. (laughs) Always, always. We can can ask guys like Jeffrey Benson or, you know, Derek Stevens who owns Circa, you know, which side would you rather be on? Well, I'd rather be on the side taking the bets because – 95% of the public loses. That's right. If not more.
1: Lefty used to say the house always wins.
2: Ah, lefty boy. Another guy from Chicago. I'm a good fan. I'm a big fan of Chicago people, as you know. Oh, I know that. I know that. Hey, listen, I, you know, I've never been to the Las Vegas Mob Museum only because I'd see guys I knew back in the day, you know. It's I know, like, huh? <laughs> yeah, now they're museum pieces. <laughs> and and I'll should... tell you
1: what they—they—they they, they probably, if they—if some of those guys were still alive, they'd get a, a big laugh out of the whole thing.
2: Oh, they they, they, they would be. You know, I had a nickname. I, I won't say what it is, just in case the G's listening now. I don't think it'd be in any trouble, but they, you know, I had a nickname and. Uh, well, they used to call me Pops. I'll just throw it out there. What the hell? And uh, they would tell me, Pops, what the hell are you doing, man? I mean, you're mainstream. You're on. You know, you're you're on with Phil. What's going on? I'm like, hey, it's legal now. <laughs> exactly. It's legal. It's legal. So
1: now, what's the story with Florida and the Seminole tribe? Now, I know they've got a lot of power. You and I were talking about
2: this yesterday. Yeah, but well, they their app is still alive. It's up and running. You know, I just got a copy of the Sarasota Herald Tribune and in there, the reporter writes that the app was taken down Tuesday morning. Incorrect. Well, that's not true because I'll go on there right now and it's, the lines are available. They're moving the, you're not going to mess with the Seminoles in this state. No, you're just not.
1: you know what? And And the whole point of that is exactly right. First of all, can you imagine the uh, how they uh? Actually, what I was good, what I think is, is that these do-gooders who think sports betting is, shouldn't be happening are going
2: to jump on the side of the Seminoles. I think so. You know, I and and let's be honest here. I I, I did talk to some really good business people yesterday, mm-hmm. and we had lunch. And, and And what we discussed was the the situation going on. From what I understand, and we can mention his name, Jeb Bush is behind the effort with this Miami, whatever they're calling their operation. They have a problem with the Seminoles running sports betting, and they want them to run a brick-and-mortar operation in Tampa and Hollywood and not be able to take bets from an app because they don't consider that Seminole land. I consider the whole damn state to be Seminole land, right? Um, but and we're just squatters on it. But this Florida thing, it, you know, back in 2016, it was a ballot initiative, and you know, unfortunately, the Seminoles paid for advertising, uh, and they paid. To get to, to convince everybody, the way it was worded, Phil was very complicated, and so it it lost sports betting and casino gambling, which is basically they want craps and roulette is mm-hmm. all they're asking for. It failed, so they were unable to do it. They well, you know, I don't no no sl- slight towards the Seminals, but they kind of blew it there by 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 making a big deal on taking it to this ballot initiative. Well, now. They've got this fight. And as you've probably heard, ESPN, Disney... They want to get involved in the sports betting industry. Right, I saw that too, yeah. Yeah, and so they, the Seminoles, along with Disney Corporation, they put the advertising back in 2016, and every other commercial was, vote no, vote no. That's what they wanted, vote no, because they thought they'd get a monopoly, which is what I think they're looking at, is that the Seminoles will monopolize, the state and we'd only have one way to bet, it'd be through the Seminoles, that's not gonna work either. You need several companies here, and I think that's the way they're going.
1: And I think that you're right. I, I do think that you're right. I remember when um Indian reservations, I guess this was in the mid nineties. Right. They started to operate small casinos right. on reservations, and I remember guys from Chicago, well we'll call it, let's call it what they were, the outfit. The outfit. And they were upset. They said they're going to ruin Vegas this way. Now Vegas isn't unique. And I thought, well, it's still unique, but it's not a big deal anymore because I can go right around the corner and, and make a wager or play roulette or craps. And they didn't like that so much. But you know what? They had to live with it. And I think they still do okay. You know, yeah. I, I don't think that – I don't care if 50 states all legalize sports betting the street guy's still going to be there.
2: Absolutely. I have a bookie, an actual physical human being bookie. Granted, he's 82 years old, but sharp as a tack. Sharp as a tack. I know. I called him last night. I <laughs> threw a few bucks down. I said, hey, you're back in business, my friend. You're happy. And happy, yeah, too. Yeah, he said, I was never out of business.
1: <laughs> Time to go buy a new notebook. <laughs>
2: yeah, several. And get that bucket with the lighter fluid and some matches. Just in case. <laughs> Just in case.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I don't think the G's going to be looking over anyone's shoulder anymore. I think they got bigger fish to fry. And, and that sounds like a good thing. But college football, we've got bowl games coming up. And the end of the regular season, we have these conference championships, unlike, say, 10, 15 years ago when we didn't. Right. What's your best advice for – what do you, what do you look at? when you look at these bowl games and you're looking and I know you play them, what are you looking at when you see those things?
2: Well, you know, the first thing as you probably would agree is you're looking at that number. Yeah. Um, you know, these bowl games for any betters out there, especially, and I'm not talking about the guys that have been doing it for years. And I'm not talking about some of the guys I respect that have only been doing it for a few years. There's mm-hmm. some, what I call young sharps out there, but, just in general, you've got to bet with caution because it's a bowl game, unless it's you know, unless we're talking about college football playoffs, which is very, very serious. These guys are looking to get into the championship game. Phil, I don't have the number in front of me, but I, I don't know what the winner of the championship game gets, but I think it's close to what, $20 million now, something like that.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
2: Yeah, and uh, so. You know, it's tread with caution. You know, you're going to have the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl and, you know, these smaller bowls. Even up here, uh, just north of me, I'm in Sarasota, but in St. Pete, they have the St. Petersburg Bowl, whatever they call it. They change these names every year. The Domino's Pizza Bowl. Um, I think they still have the Circuit City Bowl, and that company's been out of business for, God knows, like 10 years.
1: Yeah, but they had a 20-year agreement, I thought. So, yeah, I hear you. They got tons of them, and every year they change. I always tell people: always consider the underdog
2: in these games. I love it. I love it. Yes, definitely, because taking points, they're going to be over. Uh, they're going to overvalue the favorite. You're going to pay a premium when you take the favorite. I mean, I think that's a great strategy: is just jump on those dogs, especially any dog getting double digits. Right,
1: right. Double digit dogs are the best one, and and, and those same teams. Now, I always like to look at the money line. That's the first thing I look at to see. Because, you know, the odds makers, most of the time, they have a very good idea of who's going to win. Like And unlike NFL and college, the point spreads are a little different because the offense is the game is played a little differently. And the underdogs are probably more uh, or probably less weaker than some of the big teams. But those double when I get a seven plus a plus seven point dog or less, and that money line is plus two hundred or less, I'm crushing that money line every time
2: I agree with you, I agree with you, and you know when you when you're talking about college point spreads, you know there's a real young sharp I'm sure you're familiar with who it is Matt Metcalf mm-hmm. over at circa he uh he's the guy that comes out with the college weekly he they circa releases the the uh college point spreads before anybody right and it's matt medcalf i believe he's about 36 years old i've met him really nice guy um and he goes in there on a sunday morning and he grinds it out no totals but the but the but the spread and it's interesting to see you know i'm always checking uh uh, different websites where, you know, you get the spreads and even Vegas Insider to see when those lines come out. Because I know who, I know, I know who's doing. Not, not that I'm getting any inside information, that would be a conflict of interest with any casino to give a guy like me, a, hey, listen, you know. But I get the information just like you would when it comes out, but it's amazing that a young guy spends that much time to get that line out there And you know what? Sometimes the line's off, but you got a $3,000 max bet. Sometimes he throws, you know, an extra few points on there to see where it settles. You let the money dictate where the line's going to go, as you know, as we've done for years. Exactly
1: right. You know, the other thing that I tell people, especially during the bowl season, practice bankroll management. And as you just said earlier, I mean, be cautious because... You know, even a a 10 point dog in a bowl game, you know, that team had to earn the opportunity to play. And there's a lot of money riding on some of these bowl games for the winner. And the winning school can pick up a lot of money. There are teams out there, Northern Illinois, for example, probably will end up in a bowl game. Yes. Now, Rocky Lombardi was out last night. They didn't cover the spread. I didn't think that they would. I lost the total because I thought the weather would be, the wind would be too much and they wouldn't score over 61 points but they did but it is what it is but pay attention to what these smaller schools have done you know football's a great equalizer the size of school means nothing to some of these teams and this is a this is their national championship game this is their opportunity to not only put their school on the map but to put their name in front of potential agents and scouts that may have overlooked them
2: Absolutely, you get a lot of guys coming out. Look at I mean, look at Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois, you don't even see they they're 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 hardly ever on the board. But this is quarterback you, um, you know, not saying that you know, well, Tony Romo, hey, he's a good quarterback. He was a game man- I call him a game manager. Just uh, I consider Andy Dalton a game manager, right? Um, and, and uh, to, to, uh, Garoppolo. Um, Eastern Illinois is is a uh, is a, a school where you just wouldn't expect, you know, don't play in a big conference. You wouldn't expect a Tony Romo to come out of there. They come out of nowhere. These guys walk out of the uh, proverbial cornfields and just, you know, play ball. But yeah, that that total last night, with, the, as you said, with the wind, I didn't bet it. Um, but with that wind and everything, you, you know, you figured, hey, it, it could be some points. But unfortunately, uh, you know, we see what happens. Um, interesting though.
1: Well, yeah, I blew that pick. I just felt like a 15 mile an hour wind, uh, a quarterback, and the worst part of college football is, you know, and it's also a good thing for the athletes is their confidentiality. Their their confidentiality is private. Their injury issues, unless it's severe, are usually non disclosed. And you right. really don't know what's happening because they're under the age of 21. But uh, the other thing that I always tell folks when you're doing college football, especially the ball games, is to pay attention to the opt-out list. Yes. There are kids out there. like The quarterback from West Virginia, what, two years ago, right? Yeah. He, Will Greer, he decided to opt out. They were big favorites. A lot of people went in early on that. And he walked off the team and decided to prepare for his uh, professional career. And that's their choice. But pay attention to that. Because college, one or two skilled players out, on, especially on offense, can cause all kinds of
2: problems. Absolutely. And you know, Phil, uh, you know, with full transparency, especially in Chicago, <laughs> I'm not saying it happens nowadays. But I'm sure you're familiar with the 1995 Northwestern football scandal. Oh yes, Uh, you know (laughs) the running back. I think it's first first and goal at the one yard line, and you know he just fumbles the ball. He doesn't get hit. He just fumbles the ball, and Northwestern doesn't cover the spread. And you know you don't want to you don't want to take away anything from the game nowadays. And I. I'm the last guy to accuse anybody of that. It's almost taboo to talk about it nowadays. They want to keep the integrity of the game going. Uh, unfortunately, one of the reasons, and I know we're talking football, but mm-hmm. I'll just throw this in. One of the reasons I don't bet the NBA, um, I will, I should say, I'll bet a few games here and there on the advice of others, but I don't really handicap the NBA uh, uh Donahue, the uh, referee, he doesn't live, he's he about 20 minutes away from me. Um, there's a lot of those guys out there to this day. And so the NBA is something that is just, it's, it's, enter, it's for entertainment purposes only. And that's the way it should
1: be. I, I should learn from that. But I didn't, I had a terrific season last year. I actually had a great three season run. This year I'm down about 20 units.
2: Well, you're an honest guy. You can admit to me, you got the script, right?
1: Yeah, I got the script. And I, I, you know what happened is I misread it. <laughs> I, I went they the wrong it way. to you
2: in Latin, but you know Latin. A little
1: bit, just a little bit. But you know, the, the funny thing is, is when we're talking about college football, again, yeah. this is the holiday season. People are going out with their friends and they're partying and they've got these games on. And my best advice to you is if you're not serious about it, especially for bowl games, it's better to be left alone because these can be very dicey and they can break you at a time when you don't want to be broke.
2: Absolutely. You know, the one game, the, the, the teams that I'll look at, that'll come in with a chip on their shoulder, let's say Cincinnati doesn't make it to, into the uh, playoffs. Right. They're going to come in pissed off. Mm-hmm. And it would be a, worth a look. But as far as these smaller bowls, I mean, I know people, you know what, if you need to have action on the game and I'm not talking about your professionals out there, we're talking, you know, this is what we're talking about is to, we're trying to help guys, especially or, and, and, and gals. There's a lot of women that bet. There are. Um, and, uh, you know, sharing our knowledge and sharing our experience is something that helps people. And that's what we're trying to do is, is help people out. Um, now, if you tailed me, I wasn't much helped in in football this year. But you know what? Then fade me. Yeah. Trade me. You make a lot of money. If you faded me, you're rich.
1: That's <laughs> what I tell my uh, MPA customers. Uh, why didn't you play the opposite when I went bad? Just play the opposite. You can use, you can use handicappers one of two ways. You can either go with what they tell you to go with. And if they're in a struggle or having a tough time, not getting good reads – getting bad luck just fade yeah.
2: me and go the other way yeah that luck that luck is 25 percent of your of your uh of your uh, game right there it's 25 when you bet in a game 25 percent of it is luck if not if not a little more um you know anything could happen it's it's the old saying any given Sunday and you know, when it comes to college uh football any given saturday or friday or thursday or now tuesday or wednesday <laughs> <laughs> anything right. can happen and, and it, so that's what you have to be prepared
1: for and it usually does too that's the whole thing that's why i just sit back i watch the games that i watch the games that i'm involved in and i just kind of go okay it's not in my hands anymore I, I i did it the best i could and now it's up to these kids to do what they're doing and then also because i've been coaching tennis for 38 years now or probably longer i would have to say that it's very difficult to um rely on someone under the age of 21 you know these young people have lives too and things go on in their lives and all kinds of mayhem can happen in college age kids you know they they're not always 100% focused and you always have to remember that you know i remember when i was 19 or 20 i had no choice because I was working for the, basically the outfit. So, I mean, as long as I made the money with the tenants, they were happy. I never had any issues with them. But, uh, yeah, be smart out there, folks, if you're playing college football from here on out through the rest of the season. just Or I should say, be smart the entire season, but be especially smart. Listen to guys like John. He knows his stuff. Now, you mentioned the the chain, the industry. We've been around it a long time, you and I. You've been... Both feet in for our, as long as you can remember, and I kind of had one foot in and one foot out until about three or four years ago. But what are some of the good changes that you've seen over your career?
2: I can the the first one that I, that comes to mind is the amount of what we call outs. There are so many different ways and or i should say so many different companies so many different sports books you could find a good line nowadays you know back when i was and you know by no means was i on the top echelon of bookmakers i worked for the as we call the boys the outfit and so you know our line that was the only line in town and so, you know, but nowadays you can shop lines. You can you could wait. You could watch them live on your computer. I mean, back in the day, the you couldn't. Uh, I mean, you called up on Sunday. You had to wait to Sunday to make an NFL bet. Right. Um, you know, this is there was no Thursday night football. There was Monday night football, but you'd call up. We'd have to get the line out of Vegas. And um, well, that we'll leave that for another day. Uh, as far as the story of, of, of the the uh, the Vegas situation and the Chicago, it, that's a whole show in itself. It is. But the change, the cha- you know, the social media has changed this game just unbelievably. You guys on Twitter and the and the information you've got so many sources and so many websites nowadays. Back in the day. Um, A good friend of mine, Howard Barish, used to be one of the partners with Gaming Today News. You're familiar with that publication, Phil. Absolutely. Um, Get a hard copy out in Vegas. Now they're strictly online. Howard's no longer affiliated with the company. He and his partners uh, sold out. However it occurred, real good guy. But, you know, back in the day, I'd look forward to getting my gold sheet, um, my sports form, my point-wise, all paper copies. Nowadays, I just turn on my computer— hit my iPad, look at my phone, and I've got three different websites up. Looking, you know, you've got your, you know, different companies if you don't mind me saying Vsin and, and Fox Sports and CBS Sports and Yahoo Sports. It's just information is out there. You just and it's not hard to find.
1: Well, it's not hard to find, but then there's also the opposite of that. And there's a lot of bad information out there too. So you have to learn how to sort it. I talk about this in my book Fading the noise, you know. The guys yes, yes. I pay attention to are sports betters like you. Yep. Um, I, I pay attention to what Mike North from Chicago does. Uh, he's a very accurate guy, and he's honest and transparent. I follow him. I follow others like that, but I, I follow beat writers. You know, and yes. Twitter's made this so much easier. You know, and, and the bottom line is, is if you are kind to them, they'll tell you whatever you want. Sure, they sure. know everything. They know the stuff that that the teams don't want published either.
2: You know, you make I love Mike. F- I think Mike North is awesome. Mike, Mike North is a shoot from the hip kind of guy. No BS. He says it like it is, whether you like it or not. That's it.
1: Oh, I'll tell you and- something. Yeah, and he he's another one who just does not care for the social media pick sellers. without websites and without this and without that. And he's very vocal about that.
2: And the I, anonymous guys, you know, the anonymous guys. I mean, listen, if you're gonna, if you want to sell picks and you have something to contribute, what, what are you hiding from? Let's see who you are. You know, let's see what you've done. Do you have forty years in the industry like you and I have? <laughs> that's the quest. That's the questions I ask. Um, I've never paid for a pick in my life, neither. But, but th- that was because that was when pick selling was. Now I'd consider, Phil, I'd consider, seriously, I'd consider, you're in a hot streak. Hey, listen, I'll pay for a month worth of picks. You're hot right now. Um, And, and, and that's what you do. There's guys out there that sell picks. Um, And they're good. Very but good. But there's not that many. That's the key. That's why. Just I... because a guy's selling picks doesn't mean he's good, but. A guy that puts his name out there, puts his picture out there, and he's selling picks and he keeps, hey, listen, I need to see your record. The guy shows you, you know, their record, however it is. But it's a pride thing. You know,
1: I like to pick my own games, win or lose. And that's what I like to do. I I don't pay attention to uh, any of those things. I used to write for Winners and Winers, Um, Statsall, those two sites. And I go over there, cause and, and read the guys that I know, and just see what they're saying. I like to chart handicappers, and, and I that that's another thing that I love to do is just pay attention to what a lot of the handicappers are saying, and then I usually go the opposite way. Um, <laughs> you know, I I think I think one of the problems in our industry is people don't realize that the difference between sharps and squares is a lot greater. Than some people like to think. I know guys who think they're sharps who aren't. You know, I was told by the guy who invented the modern day sports book. His name was Frank Rosenthal. It's not Jimmy Vaccaro. It's not any of those guys. I love all those guys, they're but awesome. Frank Rosenthal was the guy who did that. And and I can tell you, very simply. He told me, "Is if you walk up to my counter." And you plop down money, and I have to go to the board and change that number? He said, that's a sharp. The rest of them are all all suckers, is what he was say.
2: <laughs> Boy, that guy is, well, you know, Robert De Niro portrayed him in the movie Casino. That right. was supposed to be Lefty Rosenthal. and That
1: um, really wasn't, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the no, blueberry no, really, thing, I still laugh about that. Frank didn't give
2: a crap about stuff like that. Yeah, you call a freak. See, see, there's my Chicago thing. Lefty. You know, we all knew Lefty. You know, we were calling Lefty out in Vegas. Lefty, where's the number? We had guys out there, you know. You talk about overlays? Just this year with the Circa Millions and the Circa Survivor, you know, they were talking the overlay. Big overlay, big overlay. Well, it it didn't turn out to be that big. But when we had a big overlay in Chicago back in the uh, 80s and early 90s until I moved down here. And then got back into the business again, of course. You know, my wife said, let's move and, uh, you know, <laughs> change it up a little bit. And get out of this business. And I said, okay, let's let's go. I'm 31 years old, 32. Let's move to Sarasota. <laughs> it brought me back in. And, you know, it's just, that's me. I, I don't have to hide from it anymore. Fort, this is the 40th year. I started when I was 17 and a half. I'm 58. This is my 40th year um, in sports, handicapping. I don't book bets anymore. I, you know, hey, listen, I'll bet a guy, you know, hundred bucks at the bar, you know, but the, other than that, I'll, I'll actually get my bets in through sources. We'll just call them sources, right?
1: Yeah, sources. I yeah, can get I them, my money down.
2: Let's just. I have no problem getting money down.
1: I where it goes, not
2: where it goes, nobody knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought the funniest tweet I seen in a long time was when you said you were. Your wife asked you how you were doing. You said, "Uh, we're only down thirty k." She goes, "Oh, that's not so bad."
2: Oh, Phil, that's 38k. <laughs> oh, Okay.
1: Well, the end of the day is though, is that you, you know something she's probably seen worse.
2: You know what? She's seen me down 80 in a 75, 80 in a football season. And that was just one time. You know, I've been down, but I've I've been up 100. I've been up 75. I've been up 100. You know, I mean, I don't even remember anymore. Um all I know is is that I'm not hungry. Um I, I pay the light bill on time as they say and you know what else do you need? I mean as long as I'm able to survive and uh, I do more than survive but as long as I'm able to live life it doesn't matter she does, she's callous to this stuff now she's watched me do it for years right and she sees me watching games on TV I've got three TVs up you know and you know I've got out of the red zone and I'm looking at the score app and she, how are we doing? You know, it's always, how we doing? Right. You know, and, and especially, how did we do when she knows I had a good day? I'm like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and hopefully she's not yeah. listening
1: to that. I, I have the same thing. I, I'm in a, a newer relationship now, but she, she it's anxiety for her because, you know, this is my business and my name's on the line. I'm not like an, one of those anonymous guys who can just delete everything and so i have you know i have a lot of uh stuff going on and it's anxiety for her you know but she tries and that's the main thing but she always says that
2: too how we do how do we do yesterday
1: okay well we did okay
2: <laughs> ah yeah. oh, back just really really quick back in the day with my daughters I have, I have all daughters and i'd be at the house um when i moved to florida and i Back, back then, I was actually taking the bets. Now, I became the book, and I got the blessing from the boys. Do what you got to do. So I didn't have to pay what they called the tribute. Right. And so whatever I made, I made. Whatever I paid, I paid. I didn't have to go to anybody. And my daughters would come in with their friends. And there was this one friend. I won't say her name, but he's a nice little girl. But she was gave me the worst luck in the world. And I tell my wife, tell my, you know, tell her to get her out of here. Get a let him play outside. The game just the game's just turned on me. <laughs> and sure enough, they'd go back outside to play and things would come back. Um, I'm a little superstitious, but that's my Greek heritage. Yeah. You know, I worry very about the evil eye too. and everything yeah, we'll... else. Chris Andrews would understand. He's he's a nice man, but Chris Andrews would understand. <laughs> he knows all about the evil eye. And I know you do too, Phil. You lived in Greece for a long time
1: i did and i understand all about that and i'm superstitious from my sports playing days so it is what it is now one of the things that i dislike about the industry and and i'm not going to name any names i I guess i could i don't really care they're not going to do anything to me but uh we have an influx you mentioned women and there's some very good women out there who are handicappers but then there are a lot of them who are nothing more than window dressing and a gimmick to get you in the door. And if you need all those things, then you're probably not a sharp anyway.
2: Exactly. You see, you see, they want the pretty face out there. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see me talking about the game. They want to see that pretty girl. And there's, listen, let's give the let's give the women that do a good job and do their homework the respect they deserve. Absolutely. But then let's be honest for everybody and say, a lot of it is just, you know. Nice and shiny and the uh, platinum blonde with the beautiful white ivory teeth and the perfect makeup. Reading off a teleprompter. Right. Sitting in a car. I could see right through it. I could see right through it. Um, And... You know, there's a good, uh, there's uh, there's some good girls out there. To, uh, women, women. I mm-hmm. should say girls. It's, you know, I'm I'm an old school guy. You know, a woman's a girl. You know, and guys, a uh, you know, the guy's a guy. But there's some nice, good women. out there. Kelly in Vegas being That's one. That's the one. Know. Yeah. Yeah, she's a she's 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 just great. And she and, takes know, a to, lot of grief too. She really, you know, she went through hell, uh, and she landed on her feet with bar stool sports which is uh great for her. She does a great job. She used to be a, a proxy out in Vegas. Yep, she is. And then to. she worked with John Murray, who you know. Mm-hmm. Um the, you know, and the, and they did a great job. But she's one um there's a few others, you know, we we could. That's for another She's job. the Boy, main got, one though. She Yeah, she's, she's the, the main one. one, yeah.
1: And she takes a lot of crap, but there's a lot of them. When I hear the whole and they all use the same tagline now, mm-hmm. the phonies anyway. Let's make some money, you know, but oh, yeah. where are your picks? You know, the other thing that I despise is when I go to a website and every single capper and they might have 30 of them are all on the plus side over 100
2: units each. Oh, those guys are phenomenal. Those women are phenomenal. Let's be honest. I Even some of the best guys are I, the The greats, they're not even close to a hundred units. I mean, to have a profitable football season, it's gonna take a lot of hard work, a little luck, and you know some turnovers going your way. But this game is not the way it appears. No. This gambling betting game, and you know it as well as I know it as well as many, many of my friends know it. This is hard. You know, you're not going to walk into it and get rich. And I can, I'm living proof that you're not going to get rich betting now. No. Taking the taking the bets. Oh, you got a really good opportunity to get rich, but those days are over. Now the corporations have it. You know, I could probably get 10 customers. I'm not going to get rich off of them. And you know, guys have a limited funds, but it's a different day, Phil. You and I know that, and it, I, I think it, it's changed for the better. I miss the old days, but I like the way things are going.
1: I like. I, I that's well said. I, I'm the same way. I've enjoyed the same success that a lot of these guys claim to have, and unlike a lot of them, I put my stuff out there. I think one time I started the. I had an MLB season, a hundred unit season and all on f5 bets nothing else and i started the first two weeks horribly Ugh, it was ugly but at the end of the day that's a that's a big season and huge that's huge And, and the great thing is is that my people profited from it but you know they're all documented everything is i have five different people i send my picks to that my for my customers i send five independent sources i text them with my picks or whatever, so they can say, there's your time stamp. And they'll do that for me. I've not been called into question yet, and, and I'm pretty lucky. But you know what? We're really lucky. Well, let's hope that they're lucky, the listeners. We're going to bust down a couple games for you for Thanksgiving. How does that sound?
2: Let's do it, baby.
1: Chicago Bears, that's your squad. The Lions are my squad. I, I'm a Saginaw, Michigan kid. This is an interesting one because the uh, Bears are a three-point away favorite. The total currently is forty one and a half. What do you like about this game?
2: Nothing, but if we we're going <laughs> to talk about it, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Well, the great Andy Dalton's going to be quarterback, and the Bears. I mean, Justin Fields—they brought this kid. Let's face it, they brought that kid in too early. Um, Nagy's lost the locker room. This could be Detroit's opportunity to not only cover but win outright. They have nothing to lose. I want to see reverse options. I want to see the RPO. I want to see, you know, the fake uh, field goal. I want to see the Lions throw everything at the Bears but the kitchen sink. Of course, I'd like the Bears to win. This game's traditional, Phil. Mm -hmm. This was the way it was. Bears at Detroit every Thanksgiving until they changed it about, I don't know, what is it, 15 years ago? Right. Um, The Lions always lead it off. Um, you have to look at the Lions running game against that Bears, pretty tough defense. The Bears defense hasn't given up. Um, But uh, Swift, you know, DeAndre Swift has run, he's had over 100 yards his last two games. Um, Obviously, the Bears um, are going to start Dalton, but this team's given up on Nagy. And I'll have to say, uh, my play... Would be, and this is official on your show. Okay. My play would be Lions Money Line. I there like the Lions. I, I love the Lions. I, I'm a Lions fan. Been
1: one all my life
2: <sighs> boy. I'm sorry, I feel I feel bad for you.
1: I know. You know, I, I, I'm also a Jets fan. Oh gosh, only only a double because whammy. oh God, I, I have a double whammy when it comes this is why I can do my job so effectively, because I don't have as much allegiance to my favorite teams as I or as others might, I, I'll tell you the, the Lions are pretty good. The, there's a glaring number that comes up for me, and it's come up four times in the last 24 hours, and that is this: the Bears are one and six against the spread in their last seven versus the NFC.
2: That's a that's a huge number right there.
1: That's crazy. I and I know that the Lions haven't exactly mm-hmm. lit the world on fire. They're 0 and nine and one. I should say right. that tie. They played a soccer game that day, but
2: <laughs>
1: I love it. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they're six and four against the spread. And that means they cover, they compete. Chicago, I think they've given up. Uh, maybe they haven't given up, but they've given up on their coach. And they're playing for pride and they got one of those FU attitudes. You can see they don't pay attention to Nagy. If you watch the sideline stuff, it's interesting
2: his demeanor is everything. His demeanor yeah. and the way he carries himself tells you everything. He's given up on himself, I think.
1: I, I think he has. You know, the the press can be pretty tough in Chicago. And maybe some of it is unfair, the criticism for Nagy. But at the end of the day, you have to do better. If you're in Chicago and you're the head coach of the Chicago Bears, you have to do better than 3-7-0. and
2: his first year, the guy was twelve and four. I mean, it took the Bears all the way to the uh, NFC Championship, if I'm correct.
1: With that whole historic defense, you know, oh. it's really funny. Um, I used to write. For, I wrote for. I wrote like three freelance pieces for BetQL. Okay. And one of the pieces you guys can Google it out there was when we were talking win totals. I said that Chicago would be under ten wins, and the reason I said, and, and my main reason was that the defense, which was historically good, I believe that was the 2018 season, would not do the same thing again in 2019 because historically good means just that. When you're historically good, and they had seven defensive players with historically good seasons over their career for their career. I said, you don't get to do that twice in a row, especially not in the NFL. And they're due for some regression. And it turned out I was right. And... I still feel that way now. I I think the Bears' defense is formidable still, even without Khalil Mack.
2: Believe it or not, but this Lions game needs a win. That Mack loss was tough for the Bears, but you know what? This has just been this is what I call the lost season. The Bears are done. uh, As we say, they're toast.
1: And my official pick for this game, I'm taking the Lions plus three points at home.
2: Well, let us both win. Then I'll, uh, you know what? Uh, We'll. You've got the Lions plus three. I've got the money line.
1: Well, I say looks we hit it both. I, that's Boy. one of those in-game parlays, that two t- two-leg parlays for one game. That's a nice thing too. That's a. Well, you nice are going to happen addition. now, are going to happen. Though. I know. I know. I no, know. the
2: Lions are going to win by one point. Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, the Bears are going to win by one point. You're going to win your bet, but I'm going to lose again.
1: No, you're going to win. <laughs> this, is, this is a good one. Now, this one, right. this the second game of the day looks pretty interesting as well. Raiders got, Cowboys. Yeah, Raiders Cowboys. Another historic Thanksgiving Day team, the Dallas Cowboys. I still remember when they played the Lions. You know, it was there was only what two games on Turkey Day. Now there's three. The NFL monopolizes itself better than anyone else. They make a lot of money, but I think maybe they have too much going on that day. But the Raiders are five and five. The Cowboys are seven and three. The Cowboys haven't looked good the last Two of the last three games on the offensive end, they're missing C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. What do you like about this game?
2: Well, Cooper, I don't like that Cooper has COVID. That's for sure. Who else did you give it to? Um, and uh, you know that's what we have to watch for, Phil. We have to watch for. But who do I like? To be honest with you, I like the Cowboys. I mean, I hate. It, it, it's a square bat. You know, I think the sharps will probably be more, more, you know, on the Raiders. I think the sharps like the Raiders, but uh, I, I just feel that at home on Thanksgiving, boy, I'm getting caught up in the hype. I'm it's like an ad, it's like an ad for uh, the Dallas Raiders game. But seriously, um, I'm gonna take Cowboys minus minus the points. I just, I just feel that they're gonna come together pretty strong. Then again, you know, I'm an, I'm a follower fade guy, so. For those out there, might be a good time to fade me. But, Phil, what do you think?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I, I don't usually fade you. Um, I don't feel like I will this time either. I'm afraid I don't like to uh, lay seven and a half points because it's too close to a key number. I don't like to lay three and a half or seven and a half. It's too easy to get smacked. But uh, yeah. Dallas is a good football team. The, the play, if your sports book does prop bets, and that's a big thing now. Yeah. Derek Carr's thrown five interceptions in his last four games, right. and, and that kid in Dallas digs. He he's not so he he's very uh, how do I put this? He likes to pick pick off passes. He he's not so good at like stopping guys who catch the ball, but he's not bad at picking them off.
2: He can't tackle worth a darn, but he sure Ugh. can pick the ball off. He
1: sure can because he 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 he's a he's a highlight player you know he, he is he likes everybody to, wants to see themselves on ESPN well he does especially and he has done a good job of it this season that might not be a bad prop a digs interception at any time you know like, one of the things that scares me about this game is the raiders defense it's allowed 73 points over the last two games of course those were kansas city and uh who else did they play
2: the last game they played was uh, the game before that was it uh I don't have that in front of me, boy. I
1: should. Uh, should
2: have been, I, I apologize. Should have been but, more prepared. Uh, I'm kind of winging it today.
1: Well, no, you're not actually, it's, and it's okay. They played since the last two games were Kansas City and Cincinnati. They gave up 32 points to Cincinnati and 41 to Kansas City. I think Dallas' offense is is similar, but they're missing their two big plays. Yeah, that's yeah. that makes things tough. That total looks interesting forty five point five
2: wow well, forty five and a half I mean thanksgiving you know it's it's just everybody's watching. I hate to say it, but you know it's I just feel that everybody's gonna bet the over you know it's the over the over, especially if they lose that first game they you know they they place their bets um but the over seems to be the it's 50 and a half i have right now maybe it's was it was 50 and a half we'll pull it up but yeah I, I like the over i mean as you said raiders gave up 73 points the last two games i know dallas is missing keep you know you know key offensive players but they can still on that raiders defense and the raiders will score, will score. i believe the raiders will score 17 20, 21, Um, but Dallas, what, 31, 35, Raiders, 20. Yeah, there's
1: your spread right there. There's your total.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. Spread and total. So I'm going with the over on that game.
1: I think that's that's probably the play I would make. Um, I would wait. I'm hoping that the number goes down to seven. If it goes down to seven, you play Dallas. At seven and a half, I think you just got to look at the total. And I would say play over. I'm also into the over thing. You know, the weather's not going to be bad. Dallas likes to play on Thanksgiving. And I think they're going to put on a show in front of Jerry Jones. You know, because their offense has been abysmal in two of the last three games. You know, they showed up big against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. But outside of that, the last three weeks, they haven't. So maybe this is a bounce back for Dak and the boys. I think their offensive line's healthy. Yeah, I'm going with the over in this game. Over whatever it is. Whatever it ends up, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Now, the last one of the day, Buffalo, New Orleans. The Saints are a plus-six-point home dog. The total's 45-and-a-half. What do you like well, after, about this one?
2: Well, after that... Excellent performance by the Bills last week. <laughs> they just have to walk into New Orleans, give the Saints points, and walk out with the win. It's not going to happen. What do you I think is don't... going on with Buffalo? Oh, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't have the answer for you. I mean, this team. You know, I, I think I tweeted out. Uh, you know. For, you know. My condolences to the hashtag BillsMafia on Twitter. Um, (laughs) They just look horrific. Um, I I don't know. I, I wish I knew what was wrong with this team. I think every fan in Buffalo knew what was wrong with this team. Everything seemed to be going right. There was cohesiveness. There was offense. There was just everything falling together. This was their year. And now... They have to go to New Orleans. Phil, I'll be honest with you. It's the consensus of sharp money and money and everything. What I'm looking at right now is everybody likes the Bills. And I just, and when I see everybody, I'm, I'm looking right now, I'm just checking out the New York Post. I just opened it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking across the board. You know, these guys, Steve Serby, Costello, all, all, you know, these guys had their competition against each other. Every one of them is on the Bills, except for Howie Kusoy and well, the other guy, Conazaro's Caniz, on the Saints. Best bet. I just look at that for you know, it's a little. I I can't I can't bet this game unless I'm going to take the Saints and the Saints. You know, they scare me. Um, yeah. Do I say no play? Let's look at that total. Uh, do you have a do? You, I'll have to ask you. And this is your show, but if you don't mind. What's your play on this game? Ooh,
1: well, this is this. I'm still debating. I'm going to make that play in a second. Um, the bills uh, are one. I, I'm I about. I'm about to get there now. Um, the bills are one, three, and one against the spread over their last five. The saints are two, three, and zero oh, against the spread over their last five. I'm a home dog guy.
2: The home dog. That's the home dog is, is high percentage. Is a high percentage hit. But,
1: but that being said. Buffalo's going to go out there and bury that team in the dome. Wow. I think they're going to blow them out. This is a team who prides itself on its offense, and it hasn't gotten it done. And this is a team who prides itself on, on great play from the defense, and that defense hasn't gotten it done either. Yeah, true. But but the Bills are 9-1-1 and against the spread in their last 11 games following a straight-up loss of more than
2: 14 points. Well, you don't mind if I tell you on that play with the season that I'm having, do you?
1: I don't mind at all. I, in fact, <laughs> all right. I, yeah, I, I think it's your week to get my picks.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I will. And, and I'll, of course, I'll get a special deal, right? Just no, just I give them time. to
1: I have, like I said, I have five people I send my picks to, my premium picks to, because I send them out in a PDF file so no one can alter them. I got gotcha. you. And I send them to them. And these are not sports betters, but they understand what I'm trying to do. And it's just extra accountability for me. So, and
2: then I I oh, that's the way you do it. Yeah, Yeah. that's the way. That's awesome. The way that you monitor your picks. There's that's accountability. Nobody can alter them, and the picks are out there if anybody wants to see them. And that's
1: exactly right. And that's a good thing, boy. I tell you what, this has been a great thing. So, like I said, I'm going to take the Bills, and I'm going to lay to six points. I think they're a touchdown better, maybe two or three.
2: All right, two dimes on the Bills for me.
1: Gotcha. Great stuff today, John. Tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter.
2: Uh Twitter, I'm uh, at MergesJohn, uh, mostly sports tweets, some funny, some not so funny, but I retweet a lot of good guys, such as yourself, Phil. Appreciate it. And that. let me just say, it was a pleasure just to have a talk with you today, man. I really enjoyed myself.
1: And as did I, as did I. And you can find uh, John's Twitter handle inside the show notes, wherever podcasts are stored. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Your first appearance didn't turn out so bad, and I think we're going to have you back very soon. Oh,
2: I look forward to it, Phil. That's great.
1: Oh, I do too, man. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. I want to thank PlayUp.com, PlayUp Sportsbook, for presenting this show. Don't forget Cash with Flash. Don't forget to follow John. We're going to have so many good things coming up in the next year. It's not even funny. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good, and most importantly...
0: Ladies and gentlemen... My mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at CashWithFlash and like our Facebook show page.